Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings and it is Wednesday the 27th of July. Big day ahead for us here in Australia with our CPI out this morning at 11.30. So all eyes will be on that. But as usual with all the information contained in this webinar or podcast, whichever way you're listening to this, this is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. And of course, if you're listening on a podcast, you can always head on over to the marcustoday.com.au website and read the disclaimer there, or you can pause the slideshow here and read all the fine print here in the disclaimer. Well, let's get on with the US markets last night. Big night with results. Interestingly, though, although the Dow and the NASDAQ and the S&P were down, we are seeing a bit of a bounce in US futures with after-hour results actually cheering the market, and in some respects, a visa uh, cheering the market a little bit, uh, saying that they hadn't actually seen any slowdown in consumer spending. So that is quite interesting, given that you would imagine that Visa would be one of the people that does see that slowdown in consumer spending as money goes through their platform. But for the day, the Dow fell 229 points, or 0.71%, 31,762. The Nasdaq was down 1.87%, 220 points, 22 zero points, 222 points to 11,563. The S&P 500 in the middle for Diddle down 1.15% or 46 points to 39.21. So we are seeing a little bit of weakness in the US markets overnight. But as I said, US futures showing some strength. NASDAQ actually up around 1% after Visa. We've also had alphabet numbers out as well. And uh, they see a slight miss in Q2 revenue and estimates for earnings there. So there are a few misses around. And of course, the US market very much dominated by that news yesterday, which we did see in our market yesterday was the news from Walmart that things were pretty tough and they were going to have to discount uh, their stock quite considerably to get rid of it. So we did see that 150-odd point fall in the Dow futures last night as we were going to the close So uh, some of that Dow weakness has been built into our market already, and maybe we'll see with the Dow strength a little bit more strength than we saw uh, from the SPY futures, which are showing down 36 points or 0.54%, 6,675 with all this volatility and, of course, ahead of the Fed meeting, which is a two-day affair, Tuesday and Wednesday US time hits our market Thursday morning early, very early in the morning, but if you're up and around, in the middle of the night, then that's something to uh, to keep you awake, no doubt. But our SPY futures down 36 points, 0.54%. The VIX up 1.5.69% to 25. We had uh, in the commodities complex, we had Brent crude easing off. We did see the IMF reduce their global GDP forecast. They're playing catch up there. We had the Brent crude down 0.71%. WTI down 1.78% or $1.72 to 94.98. The gold price easing back $1.40 to 1,717.7. The iron ore price slightly higher, 1.28% or $1.34 to 106.35. In other commodities, we had copper gaining 0.6%, nickel down 2.8, aluminium up 0.5, zinc up 1.3, lead up 0.7, tin down 0.7. 
And in the commodity stocks overseas, BHP barely changed. Rio down just under 1%. Freeport McMoran down 1.3%. Alcoa up 0.4%. Tech up 2.4%. Anglo up 0.8%. Glencore up 1.4%. And Arbomile down 1.1%. Here you can see the S&P 500. Uh, slippy slidey most of the day. Results very much in focus and waiting for the Fed. We had uh, in tech stocks in the US, Apple were down 1%, Meta down 4.5%, Google down 2.3%, Microsoft down 2.7%, Amazon, despite raising prices for their prime product in Europe, were down 5.2%, Tesla down 3.6%, Netflix 2.1% down, uh, Citigroup down one5 Block, the artist formerly known as Square, was down 7.1%. Twitter, up a quarter of a percent. And Walmart was down 7.6% after that profit warning uh, yesterday. And stocks very much on the nose ahead of the Fed meeting. But as I say, US futures pointing to a slightly stable and maybe a little bit more positivity after those visa numbers. The IMF has cut world GDP outlook, third time as inflation and rates jump. And Walmart has cut its profit guidance amid consumer spending pullback. Company forced into markdowns to reduce inventories. And some sell-side firms say U.S. earnings holding up better than expected, with upbeat results set to support stocks in the second half of the year. Sell-side firms are the brokers. The buy-side firms are the fund managers. With a 75 basis point Fed rate hike baked in, focus will be on the forward guidance amid speculation the central bank could slow the pace of tightening. That's uh, certainly something the market is looking for. And early indicators show China's economy was strengthening in July, although COVID cases in Shenzhen have flared up. And President Xi has got an invitation to the G20 summit, but he's not clear whether he's going to go. Maybe if Nancy Pelosi goes to Taiwan, he'll go to the G20 summit. Iron ore's rebound may prove short-lived, according to some, as China's property market woes sap demand and the South Korean GDP For the quarter, two growth beats estimates. And the EU nears agreement with a cunning plan on winter gas reduction plans. It's so cunning, they're calling for kind of voluntary uh, rationing or voluntary cuts of around 15% for some countries. Not for everyone, and they can make exceptions, so really not much of a plan at all. And Pelosi's planned visit to Taiwan is generating an angry response from China. Meanwhile, in Ukraine, that it expects the resumption of grain exports from Black Sea ports to proceed, despite those strikes on Odessa by Russia. In terms of our market today, what to expect? Well, uh, one uh, estimate was for the June inflation data to be around 6.3%. That could be a bit low. I remember seeing um, the economist from KPMG, who I think is pretty good, suggesting that their data had uh, inputted and they had suggested it might have a 7 in front of it for our CPI. So we could see a little higher than that, 6.3. The headline quarter-on-quarter expectations is for 1.1. The headline year-on-year expectation is 5.8. Underlying quarter expectations, 1.3. Underlying year-on-year expectations, 4.5. It's hardly racing out of control, is it, if it was only... 4.5% anyway, we'll see how that pans out later today, but that will obviously give us a clue to what the RBA will do uh, next week when they meet. China's industrial profits out for June and Eurozone M3 money supply for June. M3 used to be a big thing that we looked at back in the 80s. No one really cares about that anymore, but certainly a little bit more focus on that creeping into the economists at the moment. Europe 
and we saw the stocks 50 down 0.8, FTSE flat, DAX down 0.9, CAC down 0.4. You certainly would expect to see our market under a smidge of pressure after yesterday's 17-point rise, but maybe with those US futures turning a little bit positive, there might be some stability. Commodity stocks, I suspect, will be not quite as ebullient as they were yesterday. Banks and everybody waiting, really, for that CPI number coming out at 1130 And, of course, the Fed tomorrow morning, our time. Ten-year yields in the U.S., 2.79%. Australia, 3.33%. Germany, 0.92%. That is a big, big fall for those German numbers for the 10-year. And we are seeing data showing that Europe's biggest economy, Germany, is likely on the cusp of a recession. And the IMF has forecast growth of just 3.2% this year and 2.9% next year. Downgrades of 0.4 and 0.7 from their number in April. And Westpac is offering the 10-minute mortgages, as well as the 7-minute abs and the 6-minute Pilates. And Elders is pumping in $25 million to a new wool handling business. Question of the day today is a really simple one. I did make this comment yesterday. There are plenty of opportunities around at the moment, and things are moving and shaking. Zip was a classic yesterday, up nearly 20%. Uh, from its opening price of 85 cents to a dollar two and a half. So what is your best buy at the moment? Have you been buying? If so, what is your best buy out there at the moment? Well, that's it from me today. You can head on over to the Marcus Today Facebook discussion group. As always, we'd love to have you there. We'd love to have your company there. It's always a great group, members helping members, and uh, love to have your contribution there. And of course, if you're listening to this on a podcast, wherever you are in this wonderful world of ours, Whether you're on the tram, the bus, or in the car, you won't be on a train necessarily in Sydney because there's strikes happening. But if you are wherever you are, you can listen to this podcast. And of course, there are three other streams of Marcus Wonderfulness. There is the Marcus Strategy Podcast, which is the the fly-on-the-wall morning meeting. There's the On the Desk Podcast, where the team in Melbourne talk all things financial. And my On the Couch Podcast, where the most recent one is Marcus talking to another one of his relatives, Peter Harold from Poseidon Nickel about the prospects for the nickel company and nickel in general and some of the other stocks that he fancies. But that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. See you on the call at 12 o'clock.